Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. Everybody, Dr. Dad's coming at you with another amazing episode. We have an awesome guest that's been with us before. Dr. Patrick Porter is joining us once again. If you missed his first episode with us, that was episode number 59. Make sure to take some time, check that one out. That was an amazing episode. We have so much to ask this guy. This guy's a wealth of knowledge. We had to have him on a second time. And uh, Nicholas, what's up, man? Yeah, doing well, buddy. I tell you what, I mean, when we first had Dr. Porter on, I was fairly new to the technology. And now I've had so much more time with with patients experiencing it ourselves. And uh, it's been it's been a game changer. It's one of those tools that's been just so helpful in so many different ways. And let's tell a quick story. Just one of the ones that just blew me away. We had this um, young autistic guy that came in he had a he had early childhood seizures uh possibly post medical procedure and he was in a rough shape and he was always he's very frantic and moving moving around a lot the moment we put the brain tap on it was like he just sunk right into his body and he just he stayed with the treatment for the entire time that his parents were obviously moved and were like i can't believe uh our little guy's just sitting there and just receiving the experience. So it's been, I mean, there's many other stories, but I just wanted to share that that was a really powerful experience to see what a shift uh, can happen in such a short period of time when your body or brain is given the right information. So yeah, thank you so much for being back on the show with us, Dr. Porter. It's great to be here. Thank you. So doc, I have a testimonial, but I'll save it for later in the conversation. I told, I talked a little bit about it to you, but same, same as Nick. I mean, we were just kind of starting to use the technology in our clinics and we've got like a good year and a half under our belts now and like amazing, amazing things. So I want to, I'd love to start the conversation real quick. I want to get into a little bit of this conversation of the long-term effects of chronic stress and cortisol, how it affects our executive function, this prefrontal cortex, limbic dynamic, and how so many people are stuck in this state and they can't adapt to stress well, their emotional resilience is poop. You know, they're stuck in their thoughts all day. They can't be in that state of being and, and what kind of damage that's doing long-term and then how the brain tap comes in and mitigates a lot of that stuff. Okay, that's a handful. So let's, let's start first with what's happening to the brain under stress. Well, we know that cortisol actually has, it's, it basically is a stress hormone, right? So it's telling the body to stress. And what we, what we found is it actually causes sympathetic escape. What I mean by that is they kind of go inside themselves and they catastrophize. You know, there's, they start thinking worse and worse things. And then the brain doesn't come out of that. And what we know is through the science shows that like a stressful year, like 2020, 2021, the brain can shrink three quarters of an inch just from stressful experiences like that throughout, throughout the year. Now, it's not uncommon for the brain to lose its size at night when we sleep. That's why you need to hydrate in the morning. The brain can shrink three quarters of an inch just when you sleep. But we're talking about actual gray matter of the brain being 
used for energy. And the main reason is that when you're in a fight or flight, which is what we're talking about here, when the body's in this um, sympathetic drive and overload, the, the body doesn't have access to the other energy. So it starts cannibalizing itself and starts using its own resources instead of getting it from the nervous system, because you could be taking the world's greatest supplements, but if you're not relaxed, that blood is not circulating through the digestive system. It's going out to the muscles and of the arms and legs because it thinks you have to flee. Of course, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> we're just sitting there, which is even worse. And then the next thing that happens, if prolonged stress happens, the hemispheres begin to dysregulate. This is important because every brain dysfunction that we have been able to record and document in the lab shows that it's the real one of the things we think one of the things we see in that is that the hemispheres are not balanced so for instance the the frontal lobe when you're talking about that it needs to be matched in alpha activity if it's not matched in alpha activity you'll start to develop dementia if dementia continues you'll de you'll develop alzheimer's and what we're finding in our study that we talked about before was uh, it took about six weeks but we were able to take women 55 65 off the dementia scale just by using brain tap three times a day by feeding the brain light in and getting the sound right in there so <clears throat> some people we can actually if it's really bad we can use laser like on the left hemisphere because what we find with dementia is the left hemisphere is slowing down before the right and while they're doing brain tap they can set up a laser at the same time and give it energy because the we need energy to heal and the more stress we're under the less energy it's almost like the harder you try the less energy you have it's that's why you know now we're watching the olympics you don't see those olympic athletes gritting their teeth and you know try really hard they're so relaxed because they know that a relaxed body functions much better so where the brain tap comes in is actually breaking them from that cycle because the the body itself or I should say the brain learns and has a memory. And it says, if this is what we're going to do every day, I'm going to gear up for it. So basically, before you even get out of bed, it starts creating this anticipatory stress. And what I talk about from the stage a lot is people using alarm clocks inappropriately, which it, it, now we have smartphones. So if you're going to use an alarm, you should put on some nice music to wake you up, not a blurring alarm that knocks your nervous system off balance. It's all about keeping that nervous system function to move between the three regulatory systems, which are the uh, parasympathetic, sympathetic, and neurohormonal. And unfortunately, what happens under stress is a lot of people, and it could be environmental too, because now we're being hit by a lot of environmental stresses. Uh, but the, the reality is that uh, brain tap uses the sensations of light, sound, and vibration to tune the brain into these different frequencies. So the, the brain literally forgets what's going on around it, all the stress it's under, because it's we're, we're, we're driving the system to remember what it's like to be in these relaxed states. So it's like taking a trip to the ocean or a trip to the, the forest or something like that. And the brain, basically when it does that, it unlocks. As long as it's in, we call it a cybernetic loop. As long as it's in that stress syndrome, it doesn't know how to release it. So it's like having a car that uh, you can't get it into gear, but it uh, can't get it out of gear. I should say it's stuck in high gear and maybe you want to downshift and you can't. So that's part of it. And we, we find that usually... That's why when you're talking about the story about the young, young man, when we, uh, Dr. Joquita Handy, her husband's a chiropractor, she's a speech pathologist, and she had one of our headsets, and she wasn't using it with her clients. And then one day she thought, what the heck, I'm going to try it with it. And she started, I mean, 
almost every one of the parents were buying it for home use because they'd never seen their kids not stim. You know, when you're talking about that and what that means, like Robert Melillo, he wrote a book called Disassociated Kids. So they're either stimming, which means they have all this energy and they don't know what to do with it, or they are disassociated, which means they're in high theta. So when you're in high theta, you can't operate in the world. You're like disassociated from it. And they're missing a brainwave called alpha. Now, most children have a predominant alpha brain you know, like an, let's say an average kid that's into sports and, you know, acting, nothing's uh, neurologically wrong with them. We're going to see that they might have too much alpha. That's when they get that hyperactivity, the attention deficit with hyperactivity. So there's a balance there of those brain waves. And what we do is think of it like conditioning your body, like lifting weights. We can't just do one weight. You know, we can't just work our arms. We have to, our chest, we have to work our legs at different times. If not, we've all seen those weightlifters at the gym that you go, do they not know that people can see their legs? You know, why aren't they working out their legs? Or they have these giant legs and they have these little tiny arms, you know. It's like they because they do what's comfortable. And sometimes working out the brain isn't comfortable. We've got to get we got to get into those other states. And it's really like heart rate variability, which we talk about a lot. It's like, how do we get out of these stuck states into these flow states? And that's really what brain tap helps you do. Because once you have that, you have a greater capacity for stress. Nobody's going to take away stress today. It's, I think it's here to stay. And, you know, it's just getting worse and worse. So we have to have a way to offload that stress so it doesn't have a biological effect that's long-term on our body. You wrapped it all up, man. Very good. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. So, Doc, last time we talked a little bit, you told us about a study you did where these pilots were basically, you did a pilot study and looking at when they're crossing over time zones and having this jet lag, and you got a little bit into using the brain tap as a grounding source to kind of ground some of this energy. And you talked a little bit about this overload. And I think you use this um, example of, you know, we have a stressful event at work and then you get home and then you're holding on to that energy and then something happens at home and you kind of unload it. And, you know, the family is very forgiving. Can you go a little bit deeper into how this can be used, utilized as a device to help people ground from a long, stressful day of stress at work? Sure. Every, every cell of our body is collecting energy all the time. Uh, just in this example, that's why some people have a problem with uh, 5G, because they're getting hit with a 50,000 50, per second wave of energy. And the body's trying to figure out what the heck it is, because the body's used to earth energies, which are 0 0.5 to 100. And that's, you know, when you talk about 50 million times per second, the body's going, what the heck, what the heck? But so the body holds that charge. In fact, uh, you can measure that charge. If you have a volt ohm meter, like you'd use across the electric circuit, you can measure that in individuals. We keep one usually at our booth and we'll measure people. And most people have about three volts of energy. Well, the science says we should have zero. We should be at zero point. That's called grounding. Like if we get a grounding mat or if we go out and Dr. Deban or David Deban, he wrote the book Radiation Nation. And he says right in his book, his first line of defense is brain tap. And the main reason for that is when you're in a whole brain state, which means both hemispheres are communicating, you're actually offloading that stress. So think of every cell like a battery. It's not every cell, but there's, there's mitochondria there, but there's something on the cell called a chromoform. That chromoform is what holds the charge. And that's what starts that ATP chain, the Krebs cycle, and all of those things that make the cell work. And so the example I like to give people is, let's say that the three of us went to a party and Dr. Nick didn't want to go, really. He's like, I don't want to go to this party. But then we get there and they start playing all his favorite music. 
Pretty soon he's tapping his toe. He's bobbing his head. He's, we're going, hey, man, I thought you didn't want to be here. And he goes, I don't know. The mu- well, the music, your body absorbs that music if you like it. So then you start moving. You've got to move because the energy gets into the system. So when we, when we do things that are healing and healthy, we want movement. Our body needs movement. So when we think about, I say there's three phases to wellness. And the first phase is nutrition because you can't out think a bad diet. So you can't just do brain tap and eat junk food and think you're going to be healthy. You know, that's not going to work. And the number two, you can't just do brain tap and sit on your butt all day. you got to move and breathe. you got to do things like Tai Chi, yoga, get adjustments, you know, those kind of things, because you got to loosen up the nervous system. But the third thing we need to do, that's where the brain tap comes in or technology like that, where we're going to move the brain waves. And as you move through these different brain waves, where we're sitting here right now, hopefully most people listening are in a, a predominant beta state, which is our reactionary mind state. That's we can make decisions, but we should have a healthy amount of alpha at the same time. So there's a full spectrum brainwave. What happens with most people, unfortunately, when we scan them, is that they're over 70% delta. And this is true uh, now at, when we were at the, the John Bremhall's event that you were both at just recently. That's a different per group because that group's healthy group. you know. But when, like, when we go to a health conference with real health practitioners, different than when we go to a medical conference, who they aren't health practitioners, those are sickness practitioners. They usually score in the 70s and 80s with brain function. They've done nothing to prevent damage. They're just basically, they're like uh, what we'd call down, downstream practitioners, right? So they're, they're, not, they're not working, uh, or maybe you'd say upstream, I guess, after the damage is done, because they're not preventing anything. You know, if you get a, if I get a broken leg, I'm going to go to the emergency room and get it set if I need to. I'm not going to take uh, herbal pills, you know, or something like that. So what, what we're talking about doing is, when you when you give the re- proper time for rest and recovery, what happens is that gives your body the time and the energy because we need energy to heal. But if we're moving all the time and always active and we never slow down, the body never gets to use that energy. It basically uses it up or it comes back in the form of anxiety and stress disorders. But when you can calm down, especially through breathing techniques, that's why in the brain tap, we're always, I'm always recommending different breathing, you know, saying breathe in, do this, do that, because most people hold their breath. And that's the biggest reason they hold energy is there. It's just like anger or fear or frustration. If you breathe, you can't hold on to it. That's why, like, if you have children, like, you know, you, they're all angry and you say, breathe, breathe. And they get angrier because they don't want to breathe because as soon as they breathe, they lose that anger. And so that's what they're really doing is they're grounding that energy. Because we're designed to ground the energy and receive energy all the time. We're, we're reciprocating with our environment. In fact, in Japan, they call it forest bathing because you can walk outside and you actually can change your uh, neurotransmitter production just by walking through the forest, you know, or, or sitting by the ocean or, or going to a mountaintop. These experiences aren't just, you know, romantic. They actually have a physiological benefit in, or even going like when they, the ancient tribes would have their chanting by a fire. That fire creates a 10 hertz frequency and offloads stress because your your brain changes its gears, just like a gear shift. So I think the grounding effect. Now, if you can do grounding as well with that, like if you came to my clinic, all of the chairs that have brain tap are grounded chairs. So you're actually, it's like you're outside. Uh, Clint Oprah, who's a friend of mine, wrote the book Earthing. And he's the one who talked about it. And in fact, while I'm sitting here at my computer standing, I have a grounding mat. 
So it's like I'm outside. I can't wear shoes. I don't wear shoes inside anyway, but I'm, I'm standing on the mat. So it's like my body thinks I'm outside. So it's offloading that stress. But if people are running around with their synthetic soles, like I like to wear tennis shoes. So those are not the best for grounding. We're, we're isolated from our environment. So we're building up that charge, building up that charge. And that three volts that I talked about circulating through the body, it's like having um, people that remember back when we didn't have satellite in our cars for radio, you'd go between cities and you'd start to lose one channel and get the other channel and you're in the middle of it. It's like you're in the middle of those two channels. Your body doesn't get the right information because we get information in the form of light, whether it's through the nervous system or through the biophotaic system of the, uh, the dura of the, of the, around the brain, that's sending information and energy through the body. And once we have a too much energy, it's like having too much energy on our electrical grid. It's going to blow out circuits in people, it blows out circuits and then they blow up on their family or friends, you know, because they don't know what to do with that energy. Love that. One of the things you mentioned that I think is really important is that just what you're seeing with the brain map and seeing those high delta waves and a lot of people, I mean, every, everybody we test has really high prefrontal delta wave function. Can you speak to some of the, the patterning a little bit more? So yeah, there's, there's two that? things that could be happening there. When you make it simple, there could be a lot more than this, but I'm just going to simplify it. The number one thing is inflammation. And um, I think if we could outlaw sugar on the planet, um, probably 50% of that inflammation would go away because, you know, the average person just eats way too much sugar now. Um, or they eat the wrong types of sugar, I should say, more than anything else. So that causes inflammation in the system. Our brain doesn't want sugar. It wants fats. So that's why the ketone diets and the paleo diets and all those things are so effective for people is that's more the way our bodies were designed. These bodies were designed to live in the Serengeti, not, you know, in Minneapolis or, you know, even Key West, Florida. I mean, they're, we have, they're, they have different needs. So what's happening, the other side is that when you have a traumatic brain injury and doesn't matter where that brain injury happens, the brain is going to try to figure out what's going on. And the reason the frontal lobe gets, seems to get the brunt of all the activity is that frontal lobe is the part that assembles those memories. When you think a thought, it's not like that thoughts in the filing cabinet back there and you just pull it out all assembled. Your brain actually lights up eight different places. So it could be a different, you know, if your hippocampus gets damaged, for instance, you have no long-term memory. You can remember everything that happens right now for today, but as soon as you go to sleep, that's gone because you couldn't take it and take the short-term memory, make it long-term, and you couldn't take the long-term memories and give them access to the short-term. But that's just one example. It's your brain holographically stores all the information. And if you have strong brain fitness, which is neuroplasticity or what we call brain plasticity. Uh, in science, they call it neuroplasticity. That means we have more neuron connections, the more connections we have. So the brain gets hit from whatever means or gets stressed out or whatever's happening and starts to shut down. It's really about mitochondrial health. And if they don't have the energy in the brain and our brain needs more than anything else, light. You know, and that's why we're designed to be outside, you know, 14 hours a day, you know, hunting and gathering, maybe even more than that. I mean, the, the average person in the winter would sleep a lot more than in the summer. But now we have lights that keep we can be up all night. So I think the biggest thing we're finding with brain function is when we stress, like when you have a damage to any part of your brain and you try to create a memory and that the components don't all compile correctly, the first time it would be incorrect 
and you would maybe struggle say, oh, I had a senior moment or I'm, I'm forgetful or I don't remember, the brain's going to start to unwire the brain. This is the sad part that happens as we age. People think we get smarter and we wire up the brain. Now the science shows that when we're born, we're fully wired. Like when, uh, just give an example of learning a language. If, if I had my children, what, what I know now, they would have learned a second language early in life. Because if you learn a second language, there's a, there's a part of your brain that never shuts down. But if you only learn one language, that learning, let's say, circuit shuts down and it's really hard to bring back up. In fact, the, the way that they teach us language in college and school is not, I mean, no kid did that. They basically learn through immersion and they learn by object-oriented communication. And so our brain gets stressed out by all these things. So when it's, when it's experiencing stress, it takes a lot of energy. When it takes a lot of energy, it's going to start to shut down. When you see the high delta, what we're seeing is a brain that wants to reboot. It's kind of like having one of those old uh, Microsoft computers. And no matter what was happening, you say, just reboot it. And, you know, 99% of the time it fixed whatever the problem was. That's kind of actually, that's what a chiropractic adjustment does. You know, it reboots the brain. And then uh, we've had some pretty cool uh, experiences with EEG with adjustments where you actually do the adjustment while the person's hooked up to a QEEG and you see the brain just light up and then it reorganizes. Now, depending upon how severe their problem was, they're going to need that, that duration of time and intensity. They might have to come in three times a week because we found the nervous system actually tries to go back to whatever it thinks the neurological norm is. So these people that we're seeing we're seeing them all the time. And a lot of them don't realize it. They go, I don't know why I'm so tired in the afternoon. I've got to have, I got to drink coffee from two o'clock on just to make it through the day. Or they have to stimulate with sugar or tea or something like that. And I don't, I'm not against any of those things. I just think if you're using those to prop up your biology, it's kind of the same thing that a farmer would do if they have a broken down horse. They give it caffeine before they take it to sell it and the guys buying the horses, the horse is all like, oh yeah. And then they get the horse home the next day. It can't even raise its head because the biological system takes so much energy where the electrical system is infinite. You know, people that have an electrical charge or when you see, when you scan those people that have the, like, let's say 45% beta, 30% alpha, you know, 10% um, gamma in 20% theta, you know, things like that. These people have almost infinite energy because they're able to, it's almost like Tai Chi. They're able to move between these different frequencies, whether if they have a stressful event, they go do the stressful event, but right afterwards, they're okay. You know, they don't have to, um, you know, what I tell people is one way you know that you have a stuck nervous system is if you get angry in the morning and you're still talking about it at dinner, you've got a problem with your nervous system. You know, we need to be more like the athletes you see, like Tom Brady, when he throws three interceptions in the first half and then comes out in the second half and throws four touchdowns and wins the game. You know, we need to forget about that first half, whatever's happening and or learn from it and then move on. And I think that that's what we're seeing. We're seeing that more and more now. And I, I'm, the main thing, I think, is that people are becoming more sedentary. You know, when they say sitting is the new smoking, our body is designed to move and breathe. If we're not moving and breathing, then uh, bad things start happening with our body. That's why some of the times when we're at a conventions like you were just at where there's a lot of chiropractors, they don't score so well because they're not used to sitting in their, sitting on their butts all day. They're used to moving between offices, adjusting people, and they get to see what 
the rest of the world looks like when they're sitting down all day. You know, I, I stand most of the day because I've seen it. So, you know, I have a standing desk and I, I use that. It took me a while to learn at first, but anybody out there questioning that, if you get up and stand, eventually you'll find, hey, this is pretty cool. But if you start sitting all day, you get used to that and your body gets, it's kind of inertia thing. And the brain's the same way. The, the brain just wants to slow down. And, you know, it could be food too. It could be the types of foods they're consuming, could be their lifestyle. You know, obviously it's their lifestyle, but if it's a traumatic brain injury, like something happened in a foreign war or the, when they were in the military or they were in a sport, you know, we see that a lot. I mean, if, if you have a foggy brain, you probably have a leaky brain, which means you have a leaky gut. You know, there's this, uh, there's all these correlations between the gut biome and the brain biome. Uh, they're, they're different, but they're, they mirror each other. So, because the gut is the biggest brain we have, not the one between our ears. Yeah. Um, not, not to jump down into like a COVID, um, you know, drama, but I mean, I just want to talk a little bit about like restriction of airways, you know, when it comes to masks, like, like forget about whether or not they're good. I don't care about that. But when we are blocking our oxygenation into our body, obviously it's affecting our brain. Some masks are better than others, but can you, are you noticing anything? Are you, are you, are well, you seeing one study showed it actually reduces intelligence in children by 25%. Yeah, yeah, uh, oxygen carries in information. Uh, also we're breathing out. We're actually the biggest, one of the biggest places we expel toxins is through our nose and mouth. That's why we get bad breath. I mean, and so people are using these masks and the dentists that we know are saying gingivitis is on the rise because people aren't clearing this out. The biggest problem though is all those things are big problems, but the biggest problem is now children, some children are so afraid to take the mask off because they've been conditioned. We call this psychoimmunology. Their, their psychology has affected their immunity. So they're afraid. There's two, two things. One, they're afraid they're going to, hurt somebody because they might have COVID and give it to them. The other is that they might can might get COVID when they have the absolute zero chance, even if they get it, it would be like having a chicken pox party and they would even, I mean, they'd get a little sick and they'd get over it. You know, it's like, it's crazy. It's the, you know, the, the, and what most people don't understand even about COVID because one of the biggest things they say is if you have high blood sugar, right. Yeah. But one stressful event creates as much sugar from the liver as a candy bar and you produce that yourself. So when you're wearing a mask or you're afraid because you're wearing a mask, you're overproducing sugar in your system all day long. So that means your pancreas is working overtime. And I, 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 I'm just really concerned about what's going to happen because kids are passing out by wearing them too. I mean, they're making some kids, even today, there was just a thing that I saw on, uh, I think, Robert Kennedy's website, where the kids were rebelling because they're watching pro sports and all these, and they're not wearing masks, but their teachers are still making them wear masks in school. It's like, how ridiculous, you know, like in my grandkids are still wearing a mask and there's no mask mandate in North Carolina, but the teachers are, I mean, I don't know who programmed these people, but they're they're totally bizarre because there's no benefit to the mask. I, you know, when somebody asked me, I say, well, it'd be the same thing as putting a chain link fence in your backyard to keep the mosquitoes out. You know, so you, that's what you're doing. There's the, and don't put two of them on. That's even, I mean, that makes no sense. Put two chain link fence up. These things are so small. You'd have to have a hazmat suit on to, if you really wanted to protect yourself. You know, I don't know if you've seen the Olympics here, but when people checked into the Olympics, 
the Chinese looked like you were going into a bomb squad or something. It's yeah. like, oh my God, it's just ridiculous. Of course, if they know more about it, if they created it, I don't, you know, that's the word. So I don't know. You know, I, I think that the main thing is I think that common sense is not common anymore. Everybody's looking to the news for their public health safety instead of their doctors. And, and doctors have been bought out. I mean, I have no idea what would what would make a medical doctor want somebody to wear a mask for nothing. It's not going to do anything. Absolute zero. But, you know, it, 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 you know, it makes me really think, you know, if we've been, you know, sheltered in place, all these things going on, we're, we're deoxygenating our, our brain, we're, we're staying home, we're probably eating more sugar, we're not doing, we're not exercising as much. I mean, the dis- quality of decision making is going <laughs> nowhere but down. So, you know, I, I understand how people can, can sort of get like hypnotized and start to think along the lines when you're, when you're not actually operating with a better brain to begin with. You have the energy, the, you know, even just getting outside, getting grounded, all the things that you're mentioning. So, I mean, I, I do worry about, you know, the, the implications, you know, five, 10 years down the road. Definitely, you know, we're both fathers as well. So, you know, concerned yeah, about the safety of our there, kids too. There's, a, there's the Blue Zone studies. I don't know if you've ever read about those. They're, one of, they're breaking all the rules of longevity. I mean, every rule, you know, we have to be outside. We have to be, have community, you know, they're, they're, they're pitting people against each other and the silliest things. And, you know, to me, I don't understand where smart people went wrong. You know, they, there's a book out though, called the snapping and it's how occults are formed. And when you read that book, you'll see it's actually their playbook. They snap people. Because there's no logic here. Logic would tell you this is over. So a few people are going to get sick. People die every year from the flu. It's a a wake-up call to be healthy. If you're taking care of yourself, you know, if you're older, then stay home. You know, like they did in Sweden. I thought that was pretty smart. You know, they're the not everybody in your population. So it's just it's just ridiculous what people think is is reality. I mean, there was actually in, in Virginia, the governor just took all mask mandates away. And I have family that lives up in Virginia Beach. And there was a group of parents that are going to court to try to get the mask back in the schools. This is how ridiculous we're getting. It's like, you want your kid to wear a mask, wear a mask. Nobody said they can't. Don't force. But the, the thing is that it's I mean, if they look at the evidence now, there's going to be so much information about this mask and how damaging it is. Because if you want to hurt somebody's health, take away their oxygen supply. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's almost all the all the things Dr. Brimhall and uh, Dr. Mark and Doug talk about are oxygenating the system. Getting, I mean, we need oxygen. That's what we do. You know, in I mean, it's it's one thing to. Um, have that in Denver where you're doing the oxygen deprivation to train to, because you're going to go play the Denver Broncos or something. But, you know, that's why people get so tired when they're skiing. You know, there's not a lot of oxygen up there and even though you're just skiing downhill. So I think that, you know, eventually, I don't know if you've seen the movie dope sick. No, I haven't. It's a, it's, a um, it's on Hulu right now, but it's a series. It talks about how the pharmaceutical industry took over uh, and made uh, oxycontin like candy for mm. people and it's killing people and these people know what they're doing they don't care i mean they're they just approved this even though the study came back everybody said do not make the vaccine available to kids they killed kids there were, no kids were dying before this they're making heart attacks normal for kids nobody's heard of heart attacks in kids so it's like 
but they don't care because I don't know what the agenda is. We can only speculate, but it's like the healthy people, the, the intelligent people that realize and take control of their health, like we would, if they're not in the, in your world, like in the chiropractic world, because chiropractors have always been that lifestyle, but like the biohackers, they would never do this because they would measure it. They would see the results. They wouldn't listen to the TV. They'd say, they'd call BS on it and say, no, when I'm wearing this, I mean, there's too much evidence out there. And I, I think the, assume we're going to have a documentary besides the documentaries that are coming out like pandemic and things like that, but there'll be documentaries that will show the corruption in the coercion and what happened to they're killing literally more people have died from this than from Hitler ever dreamed of. I mean, over and over and over again, it's like, this is the worst things ever happened to mankind. And it started with the mask. You know, it's, it starts right there because they're, they're, they're making people uh, socially they you feel superior if you're wearing your mask. And if you're not wearing a mask, you don't love me and you don't respect me. And you know, one thing is I was really proud of my wife. She's never wore a mask and her friends always, nobody ever asked her about it, even during the highest times. <laughs> they go, why don't they ever ask you? She says, I still remember walking into Whole Foods and somebody ran over with a mask to her and she just said, no, thanks. And she just kept walking. And we, <laughs> you know, we, but she can't breathe if she's wearing a mask. So yeah. she's not going to do it. And I think more people need to step up and do that. More people need to step up for their freedoms, like what's happening right now in Canada with everything that's going on there. Yeah. Enough when enough's enough, people are going to step up and say, let's do the healthy thing, not what the news says to do or the pharmaceutical. Who would ever think that the people making the money off a drug would be the ones regulating it? You know, it's so weird. I mean, for any other industry, they would have shut it down a long time ago. Yeah, it's a backwards world for sure. I mean, I can't I can't help but think like, you know, metaphorically speaking, we're we're like all the little neurons on the planet. And we're, we're not communicating to each other. It's really a metaphor for what happens in the brain when, when the communication shuts down. There's division, there's fighting, there's, uh, you know, holding of resources or, you know, there's the shifting of the, those brainwave states are really you know, a mirror of just how, how much division and, and dysfunction there is that's happening. What you're I, saying, I, they've actually, they actually did a brain map of the earth and the population <laughs> of the earth. It, it actually looks like neuron connections and how, the, wow. how we've grown because it all works on the same fractal dynamic, just like every cell and the division of our body creation and a rose or any other plant. There's this, there's this design, what we would call a divine design that's happening all the time and it's being disrupted. Yeah. I mean, it kind of helps to think that, you know, the, the solution always is unity to find to a way like paths, like for the neurons to grow, for communication to happen, to work together. I mean, really, that's what we're doing when we're rehabilitating a brain as well. Is you're, you're creating more efficient communication, which means you get more power into the brain, more faculty, more utility for the things that you need to, to take action on. Uh, David, go ahead. I know you got some other questions, buddy. No, I'm just enjoying the conversation. Man. Um, <laughs> no, just to kind of move in a little bit different. I mean, we're, we're talking about it earlier. We're talking about inflammation and you brought up a, a really cool research study where they were basically talking about photobiomodulation and inhibition of these COX-2 inhibitor or enzymes, I'm sorry, and how it was literally the equivalent to somebody taking a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug and it does the exact same thing. So kind of talking about what we're talking about, how you have these broad ideas of, well, let's use this to sell a drug when something as simple as light can be used to do this. Can you talk a little bit about the inflammation and that whole bit? Yeah. 
Yeah, whether you're using a laser, LED pads, brain tap, whatever, if you have the right tuned LED, uh, usually between frequencies of 470 and 8, 830, 860 nanometer, depending upon if you're going infrared or red or blue or green, all these different lights our body wants. And what happens when that light enters into the body, the hemoglobin absorbs that proteic energy. It does it all the time anyway. So we're, we're always gathering that energy. But what it does when it's the healing light, that we're talking about like with a laser or, or brain tap or, or the LED pad, the, that hemoglobin is charged now with energy. It's going to create vasodilation and blood flow. This vasodilation and blood flow actually opens up in, with something called nitric oxide is released in the body. All these things are released to happen. And once, we, once that capillaries begin to grow, then they're going to build more lymphatic vessels. So everywhere there's a blood vessel, there's a lymphatic vessel. So we're going to detox faster. So we all know it's either thoughts, traumas, or toxins. So not only, so it's actually doing two things at once. It's it's building a, it's kind of like being building a supply chain to those cells that are dying, but it's also building a way to get the refuse out because you can't clean a house that's full of sludge. So, you know, the whether it be the brain or the rest of the body. So what happens in the brain, the nice thing is that this, these hemoglobins circulate until they find a cell that's about to die, right? When it's about to die, then that cell actually is like a magnet and attracts that, that proteic energy. Once it hits, they know it restarts the Krebs cycle or the life of that cell begins again. It actually lights it up and the mitochondria absorbs that cell. So cells, you know, they... They've actually, there's one study that they quote quite often from Harvard where they kept a chicken heart alive for over 35 years wow. alone. It was not attached to anything because what they did is every day they cleaned it out. They gave it proper light and nutrients and they were going to see how long it would last. And the, I guess the story is that a janitor didn't turn, turn the lights off one weekend and the chicken heart died or something. I'm, I'm not sure how it ended, but they, they figured that if, the, if they could have kept the cells of that heart alive indefinitely, as long as they gave it nutrients and got rid of the toxins. And those nutrients included light. So I believe that light is the most underprescribed nutrient on earth right now. And whether we get it outside, and the problem is because they've actually altered our atmosphere. So we don't, they, they've done studies with vitamin D production. And there's no place on the earth, even if you're out all day, that you can get enough of the UV light to produce the vitamin D that you need. Because vitamin D is a light produced hormone. It's in, but we can take a pill, of course, there's, there's supplements that can do it, but we have in our clinic, we have a, a UV light tunnel that you can, you can go in and we've actually tested it when we do weight loss and we show people, we also have them supplement, but they can build up their own vitamin D supply because it's the right UV light. So our body's used to this light. And that's what I was talking about in the study you mentioned earlier about the pilots. Our body is tuned to the light of our sun. It's not just a comic book character like Superman. You know, we all get energy from our sun or the light, I should say, from the sun in, in our gravity. All of these things help us to build our body. You know, if we were in space, the astronauts, when they're in space, part of the problem is they don't have gravity. So they lose muscle so quickly and they're not getting the light like we are on Earth. The light, when it comes through our atmosphere, actually changes and is more healthy for us than light from outer, when we're in outer space. So there's a lot of things that NASA has shown. So they actually use what they call John Ott lights on the space station. And we have some of those here because I've done some work with John Ott when he was alive. And now we have his newest technology. You can put it next to your computer and it's like you're outside working. 
So you can wow. use a grounded mat, you can use these LED lights, and you can basically, it's really bright though, so I don't use it next to my computer. I just do a 15-minute dose in the morning, and it resets my circadian rhythm. Can you, can you speak to the, the UV light interpret or like the destruction that's happening or something? Is it, is it something to do with our... Well, what's happening, what's is happening is they, they're trying to get rid of global change or global warming, they're calling it, <laughs> right, but right. this is normal. This happens every so many thousand years. This is not the, what most people don't realize is when one of those volcanoes erupts, it, re, it puts more particulates in the air than all the mankind has done since the beginning of time. Just one volcano erupting, you know? So it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a mad dash for insanity. And I'm not saying be green or whatever, but you know, they're crazy thinking like that. So what they're doing is they're actually putting aluminum oxide in the air. When you see the chemtrails, they've now come out and said it. You know, I live in a really small town. We don't have big jets here. We have a small airport, has three flights a day and goes just to Charlotte. You know, that's it. <laughs> you know that, and, but if you look at our skies, there's crisscross patterns all the time. And what they're doing is they're trying to block the heat from the sun to stop global warming. So they're taking all the aluminum from a lot of the processes. First, they put it in our water which they know that the Germans did that during World War II to dumb, dumb down the German people. So that's why we never recommend water is really important. You know, we need to have good water. And I would never recommend water that isn't filtered or some, in some way. Um, but then they, now they're putting it into our skies. So the, if people, you know, if you have a new car now, you have to get it treated or, you know, you don't have to live by a military base, but your paint will get eaten off because we have acid rain. And it's all because of crazy people thinking they can, you know, mess with mother nature when, you know, we don't see blue skies anymore. You know, there's uh, even out West when I was in, used to go visit my grandma in uh, New Mexico and you'd see these beautiful big skies, they call it blue sky country. It's not, it's dull, you know, because they're popular, they're polluting our, our atmosphere. And once it's up in that ionosphere, you know, with, Jack, with Gene Roddenberry, you know, when he died, they put him up there. So, you know, it, it circulates around the planet forever, or, or at least in for us, it'll be forever for us because it's not going to go away in our lifetime. So it basically disperses. And, and then if, um, if our guys get their way, like Elon Musk, we're going to have 300 satellites in the air. We won't even be able to look up and see anything. We're going to have towers in the air following us everywhere. It's just, it's a sci, it's a sci-fi drama of, uh, magnificent uh, uh, proportions that's not good for us. I mean, the, we have to, some technology is going to come around, you know, like the grounding pads and things. There's just going to have to be a lot of, which is things that are really not necessary. We should be naturally doing these things and not having to uh, have an engineered solution to an engineered problem. Yeah, that's, I mean, you paint such a really important picture. And, and I love how your, your technology is sort of disrupting the disruption that's happening. And we really have to become more adaptable, more resilient humans as a result of the constantly, you know, constant manipulation of our environments, you know, whether it be electromagnetics to the pollution to, you know, the chronic states of stress, et cetera. So, I mean, I love how you, you are helping to disrupt the disruption by, by bringing like the, this technology that's actually serving us and not creating more right. problems. So many, so many people think that happiness comes in a pill bottle or a potion, you know, it's, you've got to do it within yourself. You know, happiness is truly an inside job. And I mean, we have the world's greatest pharmacy between our ears, but people are so quick to pop a pill. And I mean, I can't tell you how many people, clients that I've seen, I'll say, you know, how would you rate your health on a scale from one to 10? And they'll say eight or nine, but then they're on 17 different prescriptions. 
And I'll say, do you think that you're healthy because you're on these prescriptions? Or I said, we got to get you off these prescriptions. Then we'll find out if you're healthy or not. No, the, they think the drugs are actually making them healthy. They're not. They're, they're actually toxic to the body. I mean, most of those drugs, too, by the way, are aluminum. Wow. That's, the, that's the biggest filler in prescription medicine. And it, they know it dumbs down the, the synoptic firing of the brain. So they're not getting the same connections. You know, we used to call it the Thorazine shuffle when my brother used to work at the VA because he worked in the medical and they would just give him Thorazine and these guys would just, they didn't even know where they were at. They're doing that to the masses now. No doubt. I mean, we see it, we see it often. I mean, when people start doing some brain detox or doing some of the optimization stuff using brain tap, you know, detox, sauna, IVs, whatever. I mean, you're really putting your body back into a place of communication with, with nature, how it's, how it's meant to be intended. And, and when you're having that disruptive pattern of, of chemical or electrical or, you know, whatever the, the trauma is on the body, it's really hard to function really efficiently in, in the world around us. So yeah. that's huge. Can you speak to the, the, you mentioned the chromophores a little bit, like are these little receptors or, or, or ways that yeah. require the light into the cells? There, every cell has it. It's a part of the. It's a part of the cell that actually reflects the light. Like when you, when whatever color you see me as, I'm actually absorbing all the other colors. I'm reflecting that one. So every chromoform absorbs a different, like brand of color depending upon its use and function. So it's it's a signaling system too. They're now knowing that something called biophotonic discharge actually changes our cellular makeup or our gene expression every 40 seconds. Every cell of your body changes every 40 seconds based on your environment, based on the food you consume, the people you're talking to, the attitudes you have, the conversations, all of these, it's like the matrix, but inside every cell is changing. And so in order to show up as your best self, and you kind of said it earlier, is you have to have energy. We live in an energy economy. And it seems that almost everything that's being like sugar in, you know, coffee to express to extreme, you know, all of these things actually drain us of energy. So by the end of the day, people just drag themselves to bed and then they don't sleep well because you need energy to sleep. People don't realize that you, you, you don't need light energy, but you need your cells need to be charged enough so that you can get that rest and relaxation to rebuild the body. Because without that energy, you don't have that really important chemical called ATP that we need to, that's the building block for energy in the body. So when we, when we think about what's happening to us, it's really happening through us. And so many times uh, these chromoforms get damaged because let's say people are putting out, that's why even makeup, when people wear the wrong makeup, like they don't realize how toxic makeup is. That's why a lot of the health professionals start selling different um, skin creams and things like that, because people are lathering up with pure toxins. You know, um, to give an example of chromoforms in the ancient scriptures of India, they talked about something called chromotherapy. And that's light therapy but it was from the sun. And what they did was people wonder, why do people do yoga and Tai Chi in the morning? Well, they wrote about it in the Vedas. They said the first two hours in the morning before sunrise, the earth has more infrared light hitting the planet than any other time of the day. And what they, what they literally said was your cells build up with the energy from the sun and you don't get burnt. You do not need sunscreen. Wow. And, you know, like our light helmet, we wear some, when I go out on my boat, usually I'll do a 10 minute, 
um, session and with my brain helmet, my head never burns and I got a lot of surface, you know, that, that could burn, you know, so, uh, because after I read that once, once you're, once the infrared, that's, so it's there to protect you too, but we're not out in the sun anymore. It used to be, we'd wake up, you know, the sun would come up, we would be up and we would be outside maybe sleeping and we'd be getting that infrared light. And now we have homes that block all that or reduce the flow of that light into our homes. And we're not getting the same light exposure. And so those chromoforms aren't getting really charged or discharged. And then if you have toxins, I think toxins are the biggest deterrent to building up energy in the body, because if your body has to manage toxins, it's not building energy. It's basically always, it's like having a house that you're constantly always having to repair. You don't ever get a chance to sit in the living room and just watch a TV show. You have to be doing something all the time just to keep it up or it's going to fall down around you. And that's why people, they'll, they'll say, I just collapse in my chair at night. Or, or the guy that, there was, a, there was a study done on a guy's brain and his wife said all he did for the last 15 years of his life was come home from work, stop by the store, get a six pack of beer, sit, watch TV. She would bring the dinner to him at his chair. He would pass out from drinking the beers. She would take him to his bedroom. He would get up work. That's all he did. When they, when they did the autopsy on his brain, his brain was only a brainstem and he was still oh. functioning. So wow. he was, he was basically just a robot. He knew what to do. He knew how to drive home. He knew how to buy a six pack. He knew how to sit in front of the TV and he knew how to pass out, you know, that's about, you know, and he had a job that was, uh, he was a woodworker. So he did his woodworking and he was really good at it, but that's, he could not stray. And some people, as they get older, that's why it's so hard for them to change. So for brain fitness and keeping well, you want to do a lot of things. You want to be uh, like not just one sport. You want to have many sports. You want to be really active and, uh, you know, challenge yourself, drive home a different way, you know, watch different shows, uh, turn off the news, you know, things like that. that are good for the brain. You know, Talk about a real image for if you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> to the literal sense. I mean, that's... Well, they, that... they've proven that stress shrinks the brain in three quarters of an inch. So when that's when it cannibalizes itself because it can't get energy and your brain is fat. So your brain needs fat. So if, it, if you're not going to give it the healthy fats that it needs, it's going to start cannibalizing itself. Wow. And we can last for a long time. This guy was like 67 years old. You know, so it's like, what the heck? You know, he's running around. The sad around. story though is that, I mean, that's so many people. You know, so many people are so habituated in their routine and, you know, eating the wrong foods, drinking the beer, the alcohol at night, coffee to wind up in the morning, alcohol to wind down. And they're so entrenched in their, their way of living that, my goodness, it, just to think of that physiological change, you know, that cannibalism, as, as you mentioned. I mean, that's, that's wow. why we're, we're doing a documentary, a group called Red Pill Productions, and I'm one of the producers. Mm -hmm. we're, taught, we're calling it Assault on the Brain because what's happened to us over the last 40 years actually has all dumbed us down. I mean, now in school, kids aren't learning how to learn. They're yeah. learning what to learn, and they're being tested on it. And, you know, I went to a, a Catholic school, so I learned what they wanted me to learn, too. <laughs> you know, that's the way it works. But, you know, so you have to kind of figure out uh, nobody's really learning critical thinking. When the guy from, I don't know if you heard about the guy from Harvard, he, he applied critical thinking to what's happening in 2020, and he got fired. Is this uh, they, Jordan Peterson? Yeah, not Jordan Peterson. He was no. in Canada, but he, he's good, too. I love him. Yeah. But this is a amazing. Harvard professor who ran a class for 30 years. He was a tenured professor on critical thinking. And the class applied all the critical thinking components to COVID. And they 
they basically reduced it down to the ridiculous and said, you know, this is crazy. And they got fired. Wow. It's like nobody's allowed to think anymore. Yeah. Wow, my goodness. Uh, Dr. Porter, you must you must have a really you must be an interesting guy to hang out with. Um, what it, tell us a little bit about your daily routine? Like, what do you do to optimize yourself and your brain? And what are some of the things you like to bring in to support the what BrainTap does? Well, if you were to come over to my house and stay the night, we would we would get it in, in at night. We'd be using our laser, watching TV, sharing it back and forth, watching comedy. Typically, we have a few comedian shows. We don't watch the news at all. So, but uh, that's how my wife winds down. So we get her to use the laser. Whether it's uh, we now have the new LZR laser that was at Rim Hall, so that one's really nice. It's only thirty seconds a spot. So that's what we do at night and. What we do is we know to charge our brain. So we're doing the brain protocol and we're actually doing a study with it now with our science officer in Florida with Randy. And I, I think it's going to be very enlightening. But if you got up in the morning, typically what I do is I do intermittent fasting. So I don't eat until one o'clock in the afternoon. But in the morning, I, I don't drink coffee right away. What I do is I do green, a green drink from a fellow chiropractor. You might know Daryl Joffrey. He's got a, a greens called Get Off Your Acid. And I love them there uh, because uh, I had, he did a test with me. This was years ago. And uh, I had a lot of inflammation, didn't even realize it. But for years I was vegetarian and I didn't eat any fats because we all were fat phobic. You know, we thought yeah. you weren't supposed to eat fats. And now here we are, MCT oil, and, you know, different fats we're eating, you know? So I, and so what I do in the morning is I do that. And I have, um, of course, my, whatever my supplements are that I got. Doug's been helping me with that, Doug Grant with Optimum Nutrition. And then what I do then is I go upstairs and I have, uh, I have a, it's, it looks like a seated mat where you sit down and it, you don't have to get into full Lotus to do your meditation, but I use one of our frequency response through it. It's a, it's actually a, a cushion you sit on that sends the frequencies through your body. So I do a 10 minute session because I have a TM practice that I've been doing for years. So I do that meditation. And then afterwards, instead of just sitting there doing it, I walk over to my brain tap where I have a, a sound chair. That's a, um, it's a, you saw them at the event. It's a, a bed that has the sound vibration through it, but it also has the EMF. Yeah. It's a revived chair, but it's okay. a, and it has, um, but I also had put into it PMF. So MagnaWave built in my PMF. So I can do PMF and brain tap and the sound therapy. That's my morning session. Then when I'm done with that, I do my uh, blood flow restriction bands. I can work out in, in 20 minutes. And, and then I usually jump for 10 minutes on my mini tramp or I do my, um, uh, I have a uh, sonic vibe. Uh, that puts frequencies through while you stand at it to get the lymphatic system going. All of that typically takes about two hours. And then I usually do a recording every day when I'm home. I do some, when somebody says, how'd you do a thousand four hundred recordings? I'm either writing or doing a recording something in the morning. Every day I have a plan that I'm going to do something that's going to outlast me. So it's either continue to write a chapter in one of my books or, and I've got a book writing right now with uh, Rashika Sakri that's called The Third Wave of Wellness. She's the ex-head of Google uh, Wellness. And all the wellness pro professionals got fired from, or got, they, wow. they left Google uh, during this time too, because they, they basically offloaded all their health people. It was crazy. But then, then I just go about my business and I usually do about 10 o'clock. I'll do a keto coffee, something like that. That And we usually don't do uh, 
caffeinated. So it's, it's uh, naturally decaffeinated coffee, but I like the taste of it, but it gives me my ketones. And then, then we, uh, I usually eat about one o'clock and then, you know, I'll usually like right now I'm going to eat tonight. It'll be dark here, but typically I try not to eat after dark. Um, mm. It seems to be best for me. And in the evening, I try to wind down. We, we kind of have a policy at the house after eight o'clock, we're not supposed to talk about business, but she's also a business partner. So sometimes we preach that one. You know, it's, it's hard. My, my kids will tell you they we, we had a hot tub in our house when we lived in Virginia beach for years and the kids came out, we're in the hot tub. They go, not here. You're not talking about business in the hot tub. You know, it's like, but for oh, me too, I, I love playing games. So I like to golf. I live on a golf course community. I also have a pool table in the house. So uh, I'm a, I'm a guy with a bunch of toys that I like to, not only if you went to my office, I have a 12 station biohacking lab there that has all the high end equipment that we take people through. And like we have the, we can measure the brain and see how it works with all the different equipment we have. So if I'm at the office, I do an even, even more because usually in the afternoon um, I used to go to the office every day, but since COVID, I usually only go down there two or three times a week when I want to do my, um, there's the UV bed that I was talking about. And then we have the light bed and then we have the uh, vibrosonics the better one there that does frequencies. We can, you can actually do all the right frequencies while you're standing on it. So um, we do that at the office. That's amazing. I, w- I was curious, have you paired any microdosing into any of the, the brain optimization strategies and what have you noticed? We've done microdosing uh, with Joquita Handy, the one I was talking about with autism. She's, she's yeah. actually done it with a lot of different things. Um, we, we did a study with David Rosenfeld. He's a chiropractor in Dallas and he was working with the vets. Uh, Vietnam vets or one of the vets groups there and they were doing an psilocybin study and we were going to do it with brain tap and we had about half of the people didn't want to do the psilocybin because they didn't they were addiction they had addiction problems even though it's not been found to be addictive what we did was we mapped the brains of those people doing a psilocybin and then I made the gamma sessions so on the brain tap if you go into the power user there's a whole series of 10 sessions for gamma those were designed after the brains of people on a psilocybin. And we had the people that didn't do this psilocybin were on psilocybin trips without a psilocybin because the brain actually, when you produce GABA, which happens in theta and in, in gamma, you create a, the neurotransmitter GABA. That's a precursor to DMT. Right. And our brain creates its own DMT. Every cell creates DMT. So, and that's what, like when you're, when people are licking those frogs or doing those things, they're really getting the molecule. So that molecule is inside of us right now. So what happens is we get those kind of out of body kind of experiences. And what the neat thing is that we see the brain reorganize in the higher state. We never would have thought about gamma until MIT came out with a study. And I got to meet with Lou Tai at the, the brain center in, at MIT. Um, I got to meet with her and talk about her research. And she has a $10 million machine there or room that flashes blue light at, 10, at 40 hertz frequency. And I said, how much, how much uh, gamma do you produce? And she said, well, we average 6%. And I said, well, I'd like you to do some experiments with my headset because we average 23%. She was blown away. Wow. You don't need to build a $10 million room in flash. The, you can do it with the uh, retinal flashing and the ear lights and you can get the brain to tune up. That's what we found. And so we have, uh, there's, a, there's a practitioner in California that does something called the cocoon experience and they use those beds the sound beds and they use a weighted blanket and they use brain tap and they use different i'm not an expert at microdosing 
Um, I don't know exactly what they're doing there, but I know sometimes they do DMT, the actual chemical DMT, and they do some uh, psilocybin. And I, they might even do ayahuasca, but I don't know. I think that has to be administered by a, a shaman or something. But um, they're doing it for getting people off of drugs yeah. in, in opioids because it, it seems like uh, just like this movie showing that the opioids actually rewire the brain. And what they're showing these microdosing does is it unwires the problem states in the brain and puts the brain back into like a set point where you can start making new decisions instead of formatted like a hard drive that's formatted to run DOS, but you want it to be formatted to run Apple or something. You know what I mean? So it like re retrains the brain. I thought it was pretty exciting. Dr. Rosenthal hasn't released his data, but mm -hmm. I've seen what, what happened. It was pretty exciting what happened with the vets sleeping better. We, we were getting similar results with just brain tap, but he wanted to see what would happen if we could add. And I'm, I'm a big one for synergizing the effect yeah. with different things. Well, there's definitely something to be said for the biochemistry <clears throat> and neurological, you know, and light, you know, <clears throat> uh, support system. So. David, I mean, we're, we're almost at the top of the hour, buddy. I, no, I mean, this is this is awesome. Yeah. yeah now so I'm good. just enjoying hearing Dr. Porter's routine and stuff. Doc, you know, me and Nick have posted some and tagged you a couple of times where we do our red light therapy while we're doing the brain tap. And that's been a game changer for me. You know, I get on my light bed a couple of times a week, sometimes three times a week. But significant difference, like you're saying, when you're pushing more energy into the body and then you're doing brain tap, you're getting that circulation up to the brain. You see this, this, this huge, huge effect you know like you know me as a chiropractor i'm an energy-based chiropractor so all day i'm working you know with energy and i've noticed that my sensitivity to it is better and heightened the the connections i have with my patients when i'm doing the work is better and the results i get are better when i charge and pre-charge the beginning of my day and just roll into the day so it, i mean it's it's just phenomenal man I, I can't talk well enough about it so i'm really enjoying stacking a little bit and doing some of that stuff as well and then I did want to talk real quick uh, and give a testimonial for you because it's nothing short of just amazing the results I've had with a client that had a, a TBI. So I had a, a patient that he wrapped a four-wheeler around a, um, a telephone pole, traumatic brain injury. Literally, when he came into my office, it was just not there. I mean, the guy could barely walk in. The vestibular system was blown. You would talk to him, no cognition, you know, just no processing, no coherence. So what I do, and, and I love the way you say this all the time, you say brain taps a part of the process. It's not the process. So we do, you know, neurological integration system, chiropractic adjustments, uh, nutrition for the brain. Uh, and then we're doing brain tap regularly, light therapy. I mean, I'm stacking all these things on top. Uh, you know, when he was coming in initially, brain tap was just a normal part of his visit. And it was interesting. His brain could not handle very much at the front end. Like, I think we were getting maybe two minutes and then his system was blowing out. So we had to like work him real slow into doing the brain tap and getting that full treatment in. Mm -hmm. But right around six months, he was sitting in his stride to the point where I told his wife, I said, look, let's have him take it home now. I want you to do this two to three times a day, morning, evening, in between, however much you guys can. Two's great, three's is gonna be a lot better. And honestly, within about three more months, all this magic started finally kind of like shifting and this guy like came back and now this guy rolls in the clinic. We have these like normal conversations, you know, he's living his life again. You know, he's a farmer, he's riding his horse. I mean, he's helping his dad lay seed. I mean, the animation that you see when someone is just not there from traumatic brain injury, then when it comes back, 
is nothing short of just amazing. I mean, and I have to tell you, BrainTap has been a big part of his journey of helping him get there. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. So thank you for what yeah. you're doing, man, because, you know, I tell my patients all the time, if you see it do something like this for someone like that, imagine what it's doing for someone who doesn't have that amount of trauma to the brain of how it's helping your brain and improving, you know, every, all those connections. So. Right. No, that's great. We have a, we did a, we did a pilot study with the U S Olympic uh, snowboarders. It's neat to see them out there today. We showed how it's neuroprotective. So if you can do it when you're well, you can handle those micro concussions that happen just through sport, any sport you're going to, whether it's even basketball. I mean, they, they say the worst sport is girls soccer for some reason, you know, and, and I have a granddaughter that plays and I, I was at the game the other day and the girl hit it with her head and I'm like, Oh no, you know, they don't realize what's happening there. You know, that, uh, that she's not at the age where they can start using their head, which they, I think they should just ban it because of the damage it does. But, you know, when I was a kid, I boxed and everything. So it's, you know, it's, it's not, you know, I, I, I didn't force my kids to do that. And I was really into martial arts and competitive stuff. So, uh, you know, I just thought it was normal to get knocked out all the time. <laughs> so, you know, that's why I do a lot of light therapy. I tell people, they go, why do you do it every day? And I go, I do it twice a day on my brain because I know what it looked like. You know, the, I didn't want to go get a, one of those spec scans and show Swiss cheese or something. You know, I want to keep my brain going. So I think that's great. And thanks for sharing. I mean, I think when we get done with our, we had, a, there's one study that I'll share with you that was with a fellow chiropractor. His name is Dr. Arkefeld. We just got this information back. And we're going to be publishing it. He, he's the chiropractor for a school, basically their doctor for all sports. And every student, in 2020, that got a concussion during sports, whether it was a cheerleader or a football player, or whatever, went through course concussion protocol. But 50% of them went through a brain tap. We then tracked them for a year after. A year after, when he did all the neurological treatments and trainings and validations, the people that use brain tap, all of their neurological markers were 50% or more above the others. Oh, so amazing. we're going to be publishing that. And then we've already got a couple of large universities that we've sent that to the preliminary report and they want to mimic that study with their, like, um, hopefully it comes through here very soon, but we have some really large universities and their whole sports teams are wanting to get on board with this because it's something they can all do. They can set up a little room, you know, and have like, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Kansas city uh, sport, the soccer team, but we sometimes show the pictures at times where they set up a 20 station brain tapping room for the soccer team and they all do it after practice. And we showed how they raise their energy so that they can have more life after their life of soccer, you know, during the day. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine why there wouldn't be more sports teams out there getting on top of it. I mean, we, we have, we have the privilege of working with a, a, an Olympic athlete with, with him, him using it and he had a, an injury and uh, he, his mom has been talking to different people within the, the Olympic committees and whatnot. And it, I mean, it really, if you're in sport and you want to just optimize performance or there's a potential for injury, may, having a more resilient brain and one that can bounce back as a result of the injury. I mean, it's just, this is a prevention tool and a recovery tool and an optimization tool. So it's, it's, right. there's so many, so many uses for it. Yeah, we have an elite athlete study going on right now with professional athletes that are all stars in their field from football to hockey to baseball and hopefully that will open some people's eyes 
because they're willing to do it just to be part of the study because they, especially the linemen, you know, that are getting those micro concussions, they don't want to end up, you know, with, because it, it does affect your psychology. I mean, it, it affects you in ways that you don't think about. While you're young, you get away with it, but as you age, if you don't correct that brain function, it's just going to get worse and worse. And, you know, you know, only bad things can happen. And so no, yeah. it's, it's that, very good. That on top of everything else that you, you brought to attention for people, just with the diet, the chronic states of stress. I mean, it's, it's all of these things really that, that, you know, perpetuate these little micro concussion, like phenomenon that, that are just happening in perpetuity as a result of the world that we live in. So, um, super, super amazing information that you always share. Dr. Poirier always blow our minds. Is there, I mean, you've got books and things that people can access. We're going to give people access to the, the 15 day trial as well, that they can have an experience yeah. and, you know, is there, do is that, other things? Get access to my one book, the free book, the, the, it's not a free book, but it's a to, it's a real book. Uh, it's 200 and something pages. You can download it, read it on your smartphone or device. You get to keep that, whether you do anything at all, and then try that out. But if they go to Amazon and type my name in, they'll see there's there's like 23 different books that I've written. Yeah, um, most of, uh, there's nine that I wrote myself. The others I've co-written with people. And, uh, but they're all about brain function, pretty much, uh, whether it's about super learning. One thing we didn't talk about was we were doing some programs. I've been asked with the University of Oklahoma to put together my accelerated learning course, and they're going to offer it at the college, which is pretty cool. Wow. So, and they want to go give it to other colleges because I, I don't know if you've seen my book, Awaken the Genius, but I have a whole student yeah. genius part in there. And so we, we, we want to make that available for people that actually gives them exercises. And it's really smart. I, I one of our studies, we, sh we only spent four hours with students and we had a um, across the board out of the 58 people in the study, they all raised their grade point average one, one grade. These were C students that went to B students. And the biggest thing we found with the study was the freshman year, those, the, most of the time, 50% of all freshmen drop out and never go back to college. So that this group in Prestonsburg, Kentucky, they 58% of the people went through, 58% of the people finished their freshman year of college. So once they learn how to learn, it's easy to stay in college. But if you don't know how to learn and you've just been used to high school and nobody taught you the discipline or the way to self-test, so there's a lot they can learn. And the main thing, my main message, of course, is to do something for recovery. We need to do something for our brain. If it's not brain tap, you got to find some way. We just were published in PubMed uh, three weeks ago with a, a study we did with uh, Bhopal, India. We did a, a, a pranayama breathing exercise where we showed the frontal lobes matched, just like you do with brain tap. But we're always looking for ways to do it where you can do it without brain tap. But it takes a lot of work. I mean, these people had to do pranayama three times a day <laughs> for 20 minutes each day. And, and within six weeks, they had to match brain. So it just shows that these, these breath work processes do work. And there's a lot of different breath work activities too that really activate the brain. So, you know, the, the key message is don't sit on your butt, get up and do something and, you know, breathe and move, eat healthy, you know, think positive thoughts and, you know, let other people worry about how the world's falling apart, you know. Thank you so much for joining us again, man. I mean, amazing each time and you're such a wealth of information. So I feel again, like there's just so much where we could talk, but hopefully in the future we'll get you on once again, man. Sure, we'll we'll get out again. You wait enough. You don't have to wait another year and a half. But when you're awesome. when you're ready, let me know, and we'll we'll keep sharing. Hopefully, we'll have really good news about what's happening on the planet in uh, 
this all this will be in the rearview mirror and we'll be looking forward to a healthy future yeah i look forward to that yeah thank you thank you have a good one thanks for listening if you enjoyed today's podcast please be sure to subscribe to the dr dads and share with your family and friends you can also follow and interact with dr nick and dr david on facebook and instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness be well